a list of those who have served right here out of this camp. Served the Lord Jesus to be a witness for those who are around us. 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23. Verse number 1. What we find here in verse number 1 is David, which is the king over Israel. Greatest king that Israel ever had. He's come to the end of his life. And these are one of the things that he wants to do. He says, Now these be the last words of David. David the son of Jesse said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, Now skip down to verse number 8. These are the words that he said. Now let me tell you what he is fixing to announce here. There are 37 names, and we're not going to read all of this scripture, but from verse 8 all the way down to verse number 39, it's just a list of names and some accomplishments of some individuals. And do you realize the names of those men are written in the very Word of God, and they will be here forever into history, the accomplishments that they have made. They were warriors for the nation of Israel. They were the protector of the gospel that King David would preach and proclaim for God Almighty to those nations. And he recognized them. You may ask, Brother Wayne, why did you read those 41 names of the ones who have served at Soda Baptist Church? Because King David took the time to read and list the names off that served with him. I think it's great that we can take time to recognize the soldiers of the cross. If you're a soldier of the cross this morning, would you raise your hand? If you know the Lord Jesus is your personal Savior, the Scripture calls you a soldier for the cross. Praise the Lord. This is what David said. Last days of his life. Verse number 8, he says, These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. Now you're going to have to forgive me for pronunciation. I'm going to pronounce them as best I can and continue. The Tachmanite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. The same was Adeno, the Isnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Now that's a man worth mentioning. Killed 800 by himself. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Enhite, one of these three mighty men with David, when they defeated the Philistines that were gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and he smote the Philistines until his hand was so weary that his hand claved to his sword, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people turned after him only to receive the spoils. And after he was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Herorite, and the, the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground, and he defended it, and he slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. And three of the, th the thirty chief went down and came to David in the harvest time under the came of Adullam, and the troop of the Philistine pitched in the valley of Rephraim. And David was then in a hold, and in the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. Now what this is saying, David is, 
David is holed up in a cave. And we're going to see this, what he says. He says, man, he said, I would give anything if I could just get a drink of water from that little well that sits outside of Bethlehem. Man, how I would just, oh, I long for a drink of that sweet water from that well. As he was in this cave, in verse 15, and David lodged and said, Oh, that one would give me a drink of that water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And these three mighty men broke through the host of the Philistines, and he drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and they took it and they brought it back to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but he poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mighty men. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zerari, was chief among thee. And he lifted up his spear against three hundred, and he slew them, and had a name among three. Was he not most honorable of three? Therefore he was their captain. Howbeit he anointed not unto the first three. And Benani, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man, Kodazil, who, was done, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and he slew a lion in the midst of a pit in the time of snow. He slew an Egyptian, a goodly man, and the Egyptian had his spear in his hand. But he went down to him with a staff and he plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and he slew him with his own sword. These things did Benadiah the son of Jehoiada and had the name among three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three, and David set him over his guard. Now, when you read the rest of those verses, it just begins to list name after name after name. It doesn't give their accomplishments, but he lists an additional thirty names there below that. From verse number 23 all the way down to verse 39, he just begins to list the names. And you know, and as I begin to look at this, and I begin to look at the names of the people on my list, I just remember, I begin to remember some of the faithful things that some of these... I remember some of these being Sunday school teachers as they served here in these last seven years. I want you to know, one of the ones that stand out to me, I don't want to say above the rest, but one that stood out to me was a lady named Billy Burkett. Billy Burkett came with her oxygen bottle. She came Sunday morning. She came Sunday night. She came to Sunday school. She came Wednesday night. She came to church. Of the, she wasn't able to do much, but I want you to know she was faithful. I remember I came in view of a call. I was up here preaching one Sunday. And after church, everybody just about had gone. And she got out. She's over about where John Young was. And she stepped out of the pew. And she took about two steps. And she fell. And she hit that column. And she busted her head wide open. She was at church that night with a bandage over the top of her head. Ah, what a faithful soul. I, I believe I could write the history here just like David wrote the history fought against these lion-like men. Let me tell you about Billy Burkett. I mean, she was a prayer warrior. She overcame death so many times. I'd go to her surgeries and, and the doctor would say, I don't think she's going to make it out of this. And I said, you don't know Billy Burkett. 
She, she knocked on death's door three or four times and came back through. And I believe God spared her because of her faithfulness. People needed to see her faithfulness. On Wednesday night, I used an example of a lady in our church that, my goodness gracious, she never done any great feats. Lois Thames never done any great feats in our church, but she was so faithful. I mentioned to her to you before she made cherry pies. That's about all she really could do. That's all she had the mental ability to do. But I want you to know, she served the Lord with her full capability. What a soldier for the cross. Her name's worth mentioning again and again and again. We should remember those that fight for freedom. Now, as we, the last point I want to speak about, Luke chapter 22. Turn with me to Luke chapter 22. We're going to see where Jesus tells us to remember. Jesus, as a spiritual warrior that we are, soldiers of the cross that we are, this is our commander. Jesus is our commander. He is the one that sends forth orders for us to follow. And He tells us if we will follow Him, if we will follow His commands, I want you to know your life is going to turn out exactly the way the Lord wants it. Amen. Let me just give you a test this morning. If you know the Lord this morning and your life is in turmoil and your life is a mess and you have no peace and you have no joy, it's because you've quit following Jesus. Because the Scripture tells us that if you will follow Jesus, you're going to have joy and peace unspeakable and full of glory. And you can, I can tell you right now, I don't have to point it out. You know, you know where you're at in your life. And this is what Jesus tells us to do. In Luke chapter 22 and verse 14, he tells us this. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. This is the night before his crucifixion. He's in an upper room. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat with Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and he said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it unto them. He said, This is my body, which is given for you. And then he says this, This do in remembrance... Of me. Notice the front of our, our altar up here. What's it say? It says, This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new testament of my blood, which is shed for you. This is what he tells us to do. This is what he tells us to do. He tells us, just like we have taken time this morning to remember those who have fought during battle and lost their lives, we are to remember and honor them. 
just as we have stopped and remembered and honored the names of those who have served during our church period and they have died and gone on to be with the Lord, the Lord Jesus Himself tells us, He says, listen, I need you to remember this. I need you to remember this. What is it that He wants us to remember? First thing I believe that He wants us to remember, He wants us to remember that He gave of Himself. In Galatians chapter 4, He says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that He might receive the adoption of sons. Jesus gave Himself for you. He came freely and He gave Himself for you. In Romans 6.23 it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. One thing I believe that we need to remember this morning is we need to remember that God gave of Himself in His Son. He gave us freely His Son Jesus. That's one thing that we need to remember. The second thing that we need to remember is that Jesus, His willingness to die for us. His willingness to die for us. Now, now listen, I was in the military. Many men were in the military. I don't think any of those were volunteering and saying, Okay, I'm going out here just to die. No. We, I want you to know, every person that I know that's ever served in the military have served to go out willing to die if they must, but going out to win the battle. You know what the difference is with Jesus? Jesus knew that He was coming to die, and He was still willing. He was willing to die knowing that He was going. He was going to die. He tells us in John chapter 10 and verse 17, Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up. This commandment have I received of my Father. Let me tell you, as Jesus was walking down in the road of Delarosa. The pathway that led to the cross, you know, the Bible tells us that he didn't have the strength even to carry his own cross. I'm telling you right now, mankind could not have taken Jesus's, ta- taken Jesus's life from him. He was going to go to the cross. He might have bled all of his blood out before he even got to the cross. And while up on the cross, what little blood he might have had left. But I want you to know, they didn't have power over his life. Jesus gave His life freely for you and me. He came as a living sacrifice and He gave His life on the cross so that you and I might have freedom from our sins. I want you to know you live in the greatest country in the world today. We live in the freest country in the world today. But if you die without Jesus... That's the last of freedom you will ever experience. If you die without Jesus, you will never experience freedom again. But with Jesus, 
He gives you freedom from your sin. If you will simply believe and put your faith and trust in Him and follow Him, He gives you freedom from your sins for eternity. What a difference. What a difference. What should we remember? First, that He gave Himself. The second thing, that He was willing to die. And thirdly, His love for us. In John chapter 15 and verse 12, we read it this morning. This is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. Jesus came and he died for us because he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The three things that we should remember that He asked us, do this in remembrance of me. Remember that He gave Himself freely, that He was willing to die for us, and that He loves us. Those are the three things. Now let me ask you this. Here's a question. How can we show our respect and honor to Him? How can we, we... Okay, we're remembering these things. Okay? But today, we brought up... We brought up these men and women that have given their lives during active duty battle. Now, how can you leave this place and show honor to them? And how can you show respects to them? You, you, might, you might call someone up and say, Hey, thank you for your service. You, you, might, you might corner up Andrew before you leave and say, Hey, man... I know I don't know anybody that's died in battle, but man, thank you for serving. You might find a veteran. You might call someone today. You might go to the cemetery and pay your respects to those who have given their lives for us. So the question is, now we as Christians, we're remembering these things about Jesus. How can we now go and show that? How can we show our respects? And one of the ways we can do that, I believe you will find in the song that Susie is about to sing. The name of the song is simply, Remember Me. She's going to come and sing, and, and then I'll finish this song.